my friends, Pastor Daryl here, walking faith, not in fear, and I want to thank you again for tuning in today, and uh, start by a little word of prayer to the Lord God. Dear Lord God, again, I, I thank you for this opportunity. I thank you for this platform to which I may bring forth a study or your word, or maybe just be used for a little guidance, uh, edification, uh, hopefully inspire a little hope, maybe clear up some dis misconceptions. I don't know, Lord God, but I pray that in all I do that... that, that somebody will draw a little closer unto you and i pray maybe through all this they can help find the saving grace of your son jesus christ i just again i thank you and praise you lord god for using me jesus name amen 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 well thank you my friends again like i said for tuning in i'm sitting here today again at my office i got my little studio in the sanctuary my sanctuary within the sanctuary and i come here on uh, one day a week and i do this podcast and do a little alone time but I sit here and I come across some scripture. I sit here and read through and thumb through some things. And I come across, well, I, you know, I talk about this probably pretty regularly. I might have even spoke about this in one of the podcasts from either, uh, you know, Walk in Faith here, Not in Fear, or Finding Hope Monroe. I don't know. But I did a sermon a while back on the scripture I want to talk about today. And uh, let, me, let me read it to you, and then maybe we'll get into it, and we'll go from there if you would. So I'm going to be in Philippians 2. Pretty common. I believe most of us, I would hope most of us know it, but it's Philippians 2. I'm actually going to be reading verses uh, 5 through 16. So if you would, uh, I'd much rather you have your Bible opened up and read with me than just listen to me. But anyway, Philippians 2, 5 through 16 goes like this. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of man. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore God also has highly exalted him and given him the name above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow of those in heaven and those on earth and of those under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, do not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Do all things without complaining and dis disputing that you may become blameless and harmless, children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among, among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast to the word of life so that you may rejoice in the day of Christ that I have not run it vain or labored in vain. Amen. Well, thank you, Lord. Yeah, I believe I, I, I did a sermon on this. I, I can't, oh my goodness. I think it was on one of our TV, we got a cable show here in Monroe through Hope Church in Monroe. It's Finding Hope Monroe. And I believe I did a cable TV sermon on this. I can't remember what. I've done, I don't know if I want to say hundreds, thousands, I don't know, but I've had multiple studies and stuff I've done. And I believe it was there that I did this one. And, and I say that, well, the reason I want to talk about this, I think it's important. Well, I know it's important. See, there can be no doubt the sort of mind that Christians should have. Uh, I, I'm talking like Christ-like uh, motives. I, I, I'm talking about our attitudes, our thoughts, our purpose, and our priority. Our priority. 
they can only prevail in a Christ-like mind, if you would. Now, now another scripture really comes to mind here. Let me read it real quick, short one here. It's Colossians 3, and it's actually 1 through 3. It says, If you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on the things above and not on the things of earth, for you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Wow. Uh, our Christian life and our testimony it hinges upon our minds becoming like receptacles, if you would, for God's word. In all honesty, the process is actually, it's actually quite simple. See, the holy man of God were divinely inspired to give us his word and ensure his providential preservation, if you would. How's them for big words, huh? Throughout the ages. His, he, he spiritually illuminates the minds of those who will pursue his will through the study of his word. You know, Paul repeatedly spoke of the need for the transformation and the renewal of our spiritual minds. He speaks of the necessity of a, of a real spiritual transformation and of our, our thought processes. Paul leaves no doubt, no doubt about how to achieve a Christ-like spiritual mindset. Actually, Philippians 4, 8 says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are, are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtual and if there be any praise, think on these things. Now, 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 now simply put, we should have the mind of Christ. See, see, Christ, he, 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 let me say it, well, he, he was a a superior, I started to say he's a spiritual mind, but he was a superior spiritual mind. You know, verse 6, verse 6 says, Who being in the form of God thought it was not robbery to be equal with God? L let me explain that one a little bit. See, at the pre-existing eternal God, the Son had all the divine attributes. The divine and character, and, 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 and they define and characterize the mind of the Father, if you would. From the onset, Father, Son, and Spirit were a one in determining and executing God's eternal plan for his purpose. Now, if you was to actually look in Acts 2, I believe it's 23, it tells us, Him being delivered by the determined purpose and foreknowledge of God, you have taken by lawless hands and crucified and put to death. Now, 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 2 Timothy, uh, who has, it says, was it 2 Timothy 1, 9 says, Who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. See, obviously, he, meaning Jesus Christ, made a deliberate and calculated decision to leave all that beauty, comfort, and glory in heaven to come to earth and bring eternal salvation to me, to you, to us, to man. All right. Even though our finite minds can't grasp the, the, the infinite divine complexities that are characterizing the superior mind of Christ, we are obviously, we are called, obviously called to seek his superior, superior spiritual mind. Oh, I'm having trouble with them big words there. See, uh, our, our, our thoughts should not be ordinary. Our spiritual vision and goals should not be mundane, if you would. Our purpose and our priorities should not be of this world. See, friends, understand, throughout the word, God differentiated between an inferior and a superior spiritual mindset. It, it, it talks of the contrast between the temporal and eternal approach to life. He makes it clear that those who think as he thinks must exchange the love of the material things of this world 
for an infect, uh, uh, affection for the eternal things of the kingdom to come. Wow. So what sort of practical results should we expect if we yield these things to his spirit and allow, and allow this, this spirit, uh, superior mind of Christ to reign in us? Yeah, remember, I, I think about that old bracelet went around, WWJD. What would Jesus do? Well, truthfully, the thought does seem to express what should be the very essence of the practical Christian mindset. It's not logical to assume that those who think like Christ will act like Christ. Our Savior said it best. Actually, he said in Luke 6, 45, he says, A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good. Evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, heart his mouth speaks. Wow, friends, think about that. Today in this cruel and corrupt world, see, we need we need more who think like Christ. We, we, we need more who talk like Christ. We need more uh, who, who walk like Christ. Uh, we, we need more genuine Christians. That's a word there, Christians. We need more Bible-believing, Jesus-following, living for people. Put it that way. We hear so many times, and, and I remember... I remember this being said to me, and I don't know where this originated. It wasn't me, but I remember it saying, I can't hear what you say because of what you do. Oh, hello. Hello. That's like, don't do as, what is that? How's that go? Do as I say and not as I do type thing. See, we need to heed that challenge that Paul issued. He actually, in verse 15, he says, that you may become blameless and harmless children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse uh, generation among whom... You shine as lights into the world. Wow. See, the love of God is the key expression of, of the superior spiritual mind of Christ. God's kind of love possessed that mind of Christ. See, he came to do the Father's will. Now, this kind of superior love, it found it, its full expression on the cross. Because at verse 8, it says, In being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even to death of the cross. See, we see the love of Christ surrendering his heavenly, kingly, priestly privileges to come down to this sin-sick earth and taste the bitter cup of eternal death for every one of us, for you and me, people. Hebrews 2, 9 says, But we see Jesus, who is made of a little lower of angels, before the suffering of death crowned with glory and honor, that he may be graced with God, should taste death for all. Wow. See, his followers, no, 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 us, we, Followers are spiritual-minded. If we are, we will emulate his love. In fact, God's word makes it clear that the primary fruit of the Spirit is love. This clearly indicates what those who allow the superior spiritual mind of Christ to dominate will somehow love as he loved. You know, Jesus confirmed this as superior spiritual love when he said to his followers, A new commandment I give unto you that... Ye love one another as I have loved you, and ye also love one another. Wow. Such love is meaningless if it is not practically expressed. To see, see, to see love placed into action is what everybody needs. Our words are vain and empty unless we match them with our deeds. That means we got to not only talk the talk, we have to walk the walk, my friends. How often do I... Uh, uh, how often do relationships fail in this egocentric and selfie culture? Because we push, when push comes to shove, you know, real love fails to find a practical expression in the lives 
of the people involved. <laughs> I guess you'd say the honeymoon's over, my friends. The honeymoon's over. You know, uh, I read this story a while back. It, 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 it was uh, about a little girl was injured in an accident, and she was going to have to have a blood transfusion. And uh, her little brother, her smaller brother, was the only match. And the doctor kind of set him down and said, son, we're going to have to have you give some blood, if you would, to help save your sister. She's very sick. And unless she gets some, the angels are going to take her home, take her to heaven. And, of course, he got scared. But in a minute, he, he, he kind of nodded, shaved his eyes, and said he'd do it. Well, when they got them all hooked up and they're getting ready and the trans transfusion began, the doctor seemed to was still really upset. And he, and he didn't want to be afraid. And he just he said, what, what, what's with all the big tears? And what's going on? And the little boy says, will I die pretty soon then? So, see, he thought he was giving all his blood to his sister so he she could live. You, you understand that? That is real, real heart love. That's superior. That's the superior spiritual sort that should possess the mind of those who emulate Christ. Amen. Wow. Uh, just see, see. The mind of Christ can only be fully understood and appreci appreciated in terms of the gospel. You know, He determined in eternity to be our eternal sin sacrifice. And he has pressed forward towards his appointed death. Actually, in John 10, 17, he says, Therefore, my Father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down myself. See, church, he, meaning Christ, faced this horrible, terrible action on a fateful day upon this hill we call Calvary. He was, he was in a Savior's mind. He eternally focused upon the promise of sacrifice and redemption for our sins. So for those seeking the mind of Christ, we also must pay the price. You understand that, right? Romans 12 one says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice. You know, I remember just years ago, I was in school, you know, business management anyway, and uh, I remember a quote that says, if it costs nothing, it accomplishes nothing. But then later on, through my spiritual realm, through schooling and stuff, I come across another quote that kind of stuck with me. I thought it was good. It says, no real blessing without bleeding. Uh, you know, from his humble birth to his humiliating death, wow, he had a servant's heart. He had a servant's mind and heart. Let me say that. See, he was not born in this luxurious mansion, but in a lowly manger. He surrounded himself with men of low estate, if you would, rather than those of high positions. He who owned the cattle upon a thousand years, a hill, a thousand years, them too. He who owned the cattle upon a thousand hills owned not a pillow to which to lay his holy head. He who could say all the gold and silver are mine, you realize he was scavenging through the grain fields looking for food to satisfy his hunger. He whose hands covered out and, and carved out the caves and caverns of this earth was laid to rest in a borrowed grave. Mm, amen. See, if we have the mind of Christ, we also must live as servants. If we are to have the mind of Christ and the power of God in our service to him, we must have a servant's mind. Motive is always the primary criteria defining acceptable service. Christ-like service is defined by a desire to please the master above all else. 
Christ-like service is defined by serving without no thought of gain. Amen. See, only obedient sacrificial service motivated by love and rendered for the right reason, and that's for the glory of God. It is those Christ-like minds who will be abundantly rewarded at the judgment seat of Christ. Remember what the Lord said, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee over, ruler over many. Enter now into the joy of the Lord. Wow, friends, I understand. There are no works required, no strings attached. When we had finished his payment, he, when he had finished his payment for sin on the cross, he cried out, It is finished. His salvation is based upon grace, plus or minus nothing. For by grace we are saved through faith and not of ourselves. It is a gift of God. Amen, amen, amen. Nothing in my hands I bring, simply to the cross I cling. Mm. Bye for now.